It's time to climb inside the squared circle. I have wined and dined with kings and queens, and I've slept in alleys and dined on pork and beans. The Squared Circle Digest, that is. Here is your host, Sean Stanley. It's Saturday. You know what that means. It is the Squared Circle Digest. I am Sean Stanley sitting high atop Inter-Miami CF Stadium, looking at the beautiful downtown Fort Lauderdale skyline. I got you here till 10 o'clock. And then our normal, actually, some changes to our Saturday lineup. David Dork right after me from 10 to 11, then from 11 to 1. Austin Robillard and Red Card Radio. 1 to 2, Kai's Corner. Kyle will be joining us here every Saturday now. And the J-Rod experience moves from 12 to 2 to 2 to 4 now. You can catch him, and don't forget, you can always be a part of the show. Calling in at 888-441-4623. We'll probably open up the phone lines in the second or third segment here today. The text line always open at 844-416-8123. That's 844-416-8123. A great week of wrestling. Raw. Uneventful, but it was going up against the national championship game, Alabama and Ohio State. Wednesday, again, another happening politically. Uh, The impeachment process was going on. When you had AEW Dynamite and WWE NXT. And then last night, a a very good, I thought, SmackDown. And we're going to get into all that. I want to start the show with, you know, Monday night, Monday night or Monday during the day, it actually, I believe, broke that Drew McIntyre tested positive for the COVID virus, COVID-19 virus. Asymptomatic, thankfully. But it got me thinking because right now you're watching this play out all over sports. The NBA right now postponing games as it goes. The NHL realign their state, their uh, conferences and everything, so that teams didn't have to travel. You have Major League Baseball ended up with the playoffs in two stadiums only in the World Series. You had the big thing down here with the Marlins at the beginning of the season with COVID nineteen. The NFL, of course, making it through. I'm trying to think back. Any big names in the NFL go down with uh, COVID-19 virus? I got Alex here. He's driving the show. Jack will be back in a couple weeks, taking a much well-deserved rest. Alex, when you look back at the NFL right now, the NBA, I know Carl Anthony Towns, you know, I mean – I know this is a wrestling show, and we're going to get into it. I'm going to wrap it up here in a minute. But that young man has been through so much. He lost oh his mother. God, yeah, yeah. I was about to say his mom, yep. and then he got I got it as well. You know, I well he's got it now. Got yeah, it now, he announced yeah. it yesterday. I, I think his sister and his dad have have gone through some emotional stuff. I'm not sure if they had the the virus as well, but it's because of what happened with his mother. That's just bad luck, man. I mean, when you see what this this virus is doing, and then you know, again, Monday night, Drew McIntyre 
you know, it does test positive for it. The protocols are in place. And this is going to go out for wrestling in general, okay? Because from what I'm understanding, they do seem to have some pretty good protocols in place because there's been no crazy outbreaks. But now you're starting to see uh, Nick Jackson in AEW. He came out and said he had it. I believe it was in September sometime. Chris Jericho on his podcast came out and said he had it around that same time. Some rumors going around that uh, Alex Reynolds from the Dark Order missed some time around that time frame. Nothing concrete on what that was. But they, they did miss the time. And Nick Jackson said something when when he got it. I guess he got it pretty well because he was saying it took him months to get his air back. You know, he was wrestling in tag team matches, and thankfully, you know, he was able to tag out to his to his partner, his brother Matt, and, and things like that. When you look at at that, it made me start thinking, yes, Drew McIntyre, asymptomatic. I'm sure he's probably training, so he's probably will know if he has the same issue cardio-wise. Because, look, there's a lot of cardio involved in the business of professional wrestling. I don't care what you think about some of these guys, what you think they look like. They've got cardio. There's a difference between cardio and wrestling cardio. Trust me, I know. Go ahead, Alex. No, in terms of like the the COVID outbreak and how it can relate to wrestling, let's look take a look at the NFL. And yeah, I'm looking at a huge list of players that got COVID nineteen. But let's break it down with the uh, the Browns, the Cleveland Browns. Their whole wide receiving core got COVID uh, nineteen, and that includes Jarvis Landry. So like four wide receivers. And then think if you can translate that into wrestling. Most of these guys work in groups in terms of training and stuff like that. So yep. easily a, a, a group of four or five of these guys can get it just like that and just by training together or, or just hanging out. Yeah, and that's one of the things that you know I think is helping, though, too, with the wrestling being in its own sort of bubble. Right now, AEW is just in Daly's place. WWE is doing everything out of either the uh, Capitol Wrestling Center or out of the Thunderdome. So... And they're being tested before they go in there. So I'm not sure what their restrictions are either as far as them being able to hang out outside of of the shows and, and things like that. I'm sure they're not too crazily strict, but I'm sure they probably put something in place. For instance, because like the one thing where you're just saying right now with the whole Browns, could you imagine if like the whole top roster exactly. of Raw ended up with, say, COVID-19? And again, I don't know how they're doing the contact tracing either. With this, I don't because think as strict as the NBA, the NBA is like on a on, on another level right now. Well, the NBA is doing trying; they're trying of to course, be a little yeah. bit ahead, but also I think, I think they're handcuffing themselves too as as they're doing this. And this is where, you know, and I, I know I'm sure there's probably people listening right now on Onside Radio or going to listen in the podcast later, going to be like, "Oh, wrestling's not it's it's sports entertainment. It's whatever you want to call it. It's it is a it. There's sports involved in this. So when you look at it. The effect it could have, say, you know, the whole top roster of Raw, then, then what's the plan? What What is the plan in place? And I'm wondering, when you look at the way Raw and SmackDown are written and changes the day of and the day after, I, I think and I wonder, what what it, what would be the change? What would be the, the plan in place? Is there a plan in place? Because the plan in place this week was, Let's put Triple H in the match. That that's what it turned out to be. And when you looked 
again, the match was very short and it's set up for something else. But I thought at that point, you're you're in Tampa, you're in you know you're near Orlando. Why why not have? Why not get somebody from NXT? Bring somebody from SmackDown. Mix it up a little bit. Triple H hadn't wrestled since June 2019. And I'm not, I, trust me, he, he was probably in shape and, and everything else because he stays in shape. I, I understand that. And, and again, you're looking at the Legends Night the week before, the numbers it drew. This is where I believe Vince McMahon falls in love with, with the results from last week. The Legends, they did it. They got me that big number. So what do I got to do this week? Well, McIntyre's out. Oh, let me get a legend. She can't bring Ric Flair in to fight Randy Orton. That won't work. Kurt Angle. Well, Kurt Angle's doing his own thing right now. He's got his own business going. So he went to his, he went to family. Went to his son-in-law. Triple H and, and Triple H bailed him out there. But, but it made me wonder, and, and I want to get your thoughts on it. Text me in at 844-416-8123. Do you think there's a plan in place? I'm looking at WWE. I'm looking at AEW. We could even go through Impact. Any, any of these wrestling, whatever your wrestling organization that you like to watch. And again, WWE has the roster. If you want to look at rosters, they have the rosters where they, they would be not as hurt as some of the other, you know, your impacts, your ring of honors, your your smaller promotions. They don't, they don't have the plethora of talent that they can, oh, you know what, one guy's out, okay, let me bring a guy up from NXT, let me bring a guy up from Raw. AEW, I think they did great with the AEW Dark, using independent talent, getting them showcased, because now... You take that talent, and you can move them up to the to your main roster. And I've talked about it before. You can go back in the podcast and see. They have used social media. They have used the avenues to promote talent so well compared to what WWE, who's been around forever, has done. And I always go to... Is it because the EVPs, they're younger? Tony Khan, Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega. We look at WWE, the brass up top. Vince, Pritchard, Triple H. I'm sure Shawn Michaels gets the word here and there. There's others involved when you look at the presidents and everything. They have older views. Not a lot of them probably jumping on and doing a YouTube podcast. Some of them probably, you know, again, when they did the third party thing also. I think it showed some of their 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 old and cruddiness. The get off my lawn type mentality. With this talent. I, and I saw a crazy thing, and, and I don't want to stray too far off the, the coronavirus topic, but uh, there was a report out, and I cannot remember where I seen it. I'm going through so much stuff lately. Lana and Mandy Rose made over six figures doing Instagram. Instagram ads. WWE, yeah, we'll take away the third parties. And you don't think your talent's going to get upset? 
And in the meantime, you're watching AEW promote their their talents on Twitch, doing the Among Us, getting them out there and having different eyes see their talent, interact with their talent on avenues that's not wrestling. Again, it's old school. It's it's almost the newer school mentality. So Lana Rose, she has 99 million views and more than 2.17 million subscribers. Yeah. No, I mean, and WWE took everything away from them. All the third-party stuff has to go through WWE now. And you want your talent to be happy. That was an avenue she was making more money there, I'd probably, than she was making under contract. 3.2 million followers on Instagram. Yeah. And and your your answer to that is, eh, let me just take it away from them. Now they're going to be happy about it. They're going to want to work for me. Oh, my goodness. It's that old school and the new school mentality. It really is when you look at everything. And bringing this up for this food for thought. Do you think Tony Khan, Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, you think they have a plan in place for some of their top stars? Say get hit with the COVID-19? Because here's the one thing that they've done. Their main event this week and again, their their dynamite is not drawing the numbers Raw and SmackDown are. Okay, not going to go there. But they are reaching the one million views consistently. Down a little bit this week. But when you can have, you know, again, I, I talked about it last week and the week before that, Darby Allen in a main event picture, and people want to watch. That's kudos to what AEW is doing. Because WWE is not developing stars. They're not. They're developing some talent. They're developing the stars Vince McMahon likes. How are you not pushing Keith Lee to the moon right now? I don't care if he couldn't work. You have this monster of a man that you watch in NXT grow and flourish. You bring him to the main roster. He looks like a monster. Less than two months later, he's losing clean on TV. We come back, we're getting a little bit of the numbers and everything going on. Don't forget again, text in 844-416-8123. We'll go over to text and we'll line up the calls for the third segment, 888-441-4623. Make sure you get in the show. And don't forget, you can take us on the go with the my 
MyTuner Radio app. Download the free app and listen to your favorite OnsideRadio.com host. Go to your app store, download MyTuner Radio, search Onside Radio, South Florida Sports Station. Welcome back to the Squared Circle Digest. To text the show, 844-416-8123. That's 844-416-8123. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. Bringing you back in high atop the beautiful Inter-Miami CF Stadium overlooking downtown Fort Lauderdale. Hi, I thought the perch. Sean Stanley here with you. Squared Circle Digest. Alex driving the program today. Don't forget, be a part of the program. Texting us. This is just heard 844-416-8123. And be a part of the show calling us at 888-441-4623. It's 888-441-4623. Also, you can follow along on Twitter at Sean underscore Stanley 11. That's where you can get myself. At Onside Radio is where you can hear the station, or get in touch with the station, I'm sorry. And don't forget, right after me, chirping to Cats Radio, David Dork, talking a little bit about coronavirus and the effect on wrestling. Again, wrestling is a plug and play. But what if it does turn into an outbreak? Can there be a wrestling bubble? That'd be interesting. Something to think about. I have to look at that. I wonder what a wrestling bubble would look like. You take all the talent and you have to bring them in and place them. Where at the guess at the Thunderdome? You could have at the Thunderdome. You know what? I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to think about it because I don't know if I could watch it. We're gonna dive into the shows from this past week. Raw, eh. AEW, eh, piqued my interest. NXT had its spots. SmackDown, thought that was probably one of the better shows they've had in a while. Overnight ratings, I haven't seen that yet. Don't know if the numbers are going to show that. But there's an interesting number I'm going to point out here in a moment. But we're going to go out to the phone lines now. We got Big Tony out there. Big Tony, what's going on, sir? Hey, what's up, Sean? How you been, buddy? Been good, man. What you got? Well, if you caught the Jay Issues promo when we first came out of SmackDown, I think they are planning to see of of, of Roman of, of winning both belts at WrestleMania because what the when he mentioned pulled the bloodline, not just don't want to run. Well, I guess that's the official faction of, of Roman Reigns called bloodline. Uh, say that hey, this is this one one run, run SmackDown. We we we, we want one Raw, and I say okay, and I think okay, this is the plan to see they want to have Roman Roman face out of Bill Goldberg or Drew McIntyre, and I thought it's very carefully shot. What about Roman just win, win the uh, his last dance match against Kevin Owens, and he be in the Rumble and win the Royal Rumble uh, be, and, and maybe come in at thir- uh, the 30th man and he win the Royal Rumble and he have uh, the, the, I don't want uh, the, uh, the, uh, you know, K-Fit match at WrestleMania where either Drew McIntosh or Bill Goldberg, uh, Sean. 
Well, I, I listened to the interview and I looked back at the transcript today, and what it was was when Jay Uso declared himself for the Royal yeah, Rumble. We he he declared for the Royal Rumble, and he said he would go on win the Rumble, and then he would challenge McIntyre or Goldberg at WrestleMania, and then the Bloodline would control all of the WWE. Yeah, and, and I, I agree with you. I heard that when he said that, but the reality is that he's not going to rumble. And I think, hey, who's the biggest straw? Who's the biggest heel in, 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 in the company? And and who and who's and who's the biggest super in the wrestling industry next to Ken Omega? You know, is Roman Reigns? Like, okay, they they they're, they're playing to see a Roman being being Kevin Owens at the last seven match and I can see that I that I'm, I'm still I'm still fearing that Bill Goldberg's gonna be in the Royal Rumble after winning the uh, uh being being winning the Royal Rumble and they face Roman but uh, I I I I I see they're playing the scene for that uh, so well, I, well, I, I think Tony I think also you know you're a little you're a little jaded my friend you're a little jaded because yes WWE Maybe looking at that, and then and you're right, 100. percent I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. I also know that Vince is getting some heat from the USA Network and also from Fox for some ratings. Would he look at maybe combining everything back up and making one champion again? That could be an angle that you look at if you're going to do a match at WrestleMania. Um, I'm hoping that. You know, again, the Goldberg uh, McIntyre match is it well, goes I'm, off without a hitch. I'm, 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 I'm hoping Dan Bryan win 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 rest, uh, at the Royal Rumble. He faces Royal Reigns at WrestleMania because that's this again. There's a money making story match between Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. It's there. It's it's because the past it is, history. It, the, is, uh, it is there, Tony. It's it's there. But the thing is, right now, I, I want to see what they're going to do with Daniel Bryan right now because, again, when you watch him. And you hear some of the interviews he's doing. I, I think he's happy with getting well, getting. I think he's well, happy he's, getting. You, 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 you know, you know, he got he got some power from well, from creator, and he want to work with. He he said that he want to work a story angle with with Shakey Nakamura in a recent interview. So I'm like, so and he has some kind of power. But I'm trying to wonder what they're going to do with Daniel Bryan because hey. I want to see Daddy Bradley used to have main event at least one more time at WrestleMania because we we all know he want to be a part timer after this after uh, this year. Yeah, but see, I don't think it's this year. That that's the thing. I think he wants to be a part timer now. You watched well, it last does, night, he, 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 this, you, Tony. You watched well, it last I, night. Well, well, this is uh, he's he's uh, this is his last year's on his contract. Uh, his contract's out pretty soon, uh, uh, so that's why. I think he, you know they, he wanted he wanted to be a part. He said it so many times. He wanted to be a part timer, and when we read these interviews, and and he said he wanted to work with with the time to 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 challenge young push younger talent and could NXT talent. They want more more, more babyface uh, talent on on SmackDown, you know. So I don't know. It's just I. I I think if this is I want to see Daniel Bryan the right the right logical choice has Daniel Bryan winning the Rumble, based on Roman Reigns and WrestleMania because there's a story there. There's a lot. There's a, there's a story right there that is a money making story because the story's there because the past history and when Daniel when Roman Reigns was 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 put was feeding us Roman to be a baby face and then the all right Tony thank you for the call man but um. Yes, there, there, there's a story there, but there's a story anywhere. There's a story everywhere, and and 
What, what I was trying to get at is this. I, I don't know that Daniel Bryan is is so worried about getting another title run. You watched him last night. He lost clean to Shinsuke last week. He loses clean to Cesaro this week. They could be setting something up for him to get a run at the Royal Rumble and at things like that. But at the same time, when you look at Daniel Bryan, it's it doesn't have to he doesn't need that. It, it's it's again, it goes back to what wrestling is. And and you know, I know Jim Cornette got you know Ryback had had this thing about championships calling them props. They're not props. They're championship belts, but the belt shouldn't make the talent. The talent should make the belt important. That that's what I think happens a lot in wrestling. Is people get a thing like, oh, he's he's got to be a champion if if, if he's going to be the best. I, I I don't see it that way. When you sit there and you look at some of these performers, night in and night out. AJ Styles doesn't have to have a championship. Daniel Bryan doesn't have to have a championship. Seth Rollins doesn't need a championship. Flipping over the other side, Cody Rhodes to me doesn't need a championship. Young Bucks, no. The belt doesn't make the talent. The talent makes the belt. The talent has to make that belt mean something prestigious. Your Ric Flair's, your Harley Races, your Dusty Rhodes, Hulk Hogan, John Cena. You have to make that belt prestigious. Make People want that belt. The Super Bowl championship. Every team is aiming for that, right? What happens the next year? The defending Super Bowl champions. Everybody's trying to knock them off, right? That's what you want in wrestling. Everybody needs to get that championship off of that guy because that's important. Makes that title prestigious. Not props. It's about making the belt mean something. The United States Championship, when you look at it now, on Bobby Lashley's waist, it means something. Sami Zayn, when he had the Intercontinental title, it meant something. Now Big E has it. It means something. I like what they're doing with Apollo Crews. We're going to dive into the good and the bad of the wrestling week, looking at some of the shows and the, the things that happened on them next right here on Squared Circle Digest on SideRadio.com. By downloading the MyTuner Radio app in your app store or go to MyTunerRadio.com on your web browser. On SideRadio.com. South Florida sports leader. Welcome back to the Squared Circle Digest. To text the show, 844-416-8123. That's 844-416-8123. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. We are back with you here, Square Circle Digest. Sean Stanley, Alex driving the program. David here setting up for his Tripping to Cats radio that's coming on right after us. We'll talk with him here in about 10, 15 minutes. 
Don't forget to be a part of the show. Texting us 844-416-8123. Want to get your thoughts on that also. Do you think the talent makes the belt? The belt makes the talent. What are your views on that? Hit us up on Twitter at Onside Radio or at Sean underscore Stanley 11. I want to take a look at the week that was pro wrestling. I want to look back at some of the shows that happened uh, this week. We'll get started on Raw Monday night. Ratings down a little bit. Hour one did a strong uh, 2 million. Then it dropped to 1.8 and then 1.6 in the hour three, which means they did not keep the eyes on the prize, sort of say. Again, the main event would have been Drew McIntyre facing Randy Orton in a non-title match. That was nixed, of course, because of the positive COVID-19 test. Triple H inserted. I think it went about three or four minutes and then uh, a flame ball to the face of Randy Orton from Alexa Bliss. And they continued the storyline there of The Fiend and Randy Orton. Again, when I watch Raw... It just feels like it's just three hours of something thrown on the screen in a way. There's a couple storylines, the Hurt Business, like I said. They have have me enthralled with that. Orton and the Fiend. I want to see where that goes. But, But after that, I just... They're doing the Charlotte Ric Flair with Lacey Evans. I don't know. To me, it just, you know what? Look, I love Ric Flair. He made pro wrestling to me and to what what it is to me. Watching him with Dusty Rhodes back in the Georgia days when he used to come down here when it was championship wrestling from Florida. Go to Sunrise Musical Theater. That was my childhood. I just don't know that they need to involve them in angles. Have them on there once in a while, by all means. To to throw him in in this angle, with it just feels like oh, we got to find something for Charlotte to do. Waiting until WrestleMania, we got to figure out something for her to do at the Rumble. They, they should have probably brought her back at the Rumble instead of trying to force this storyline. I like Lacey Evans. I like everything they do with her. I just feel like this is being forced. Because, again, the ratings on Legends Night, we got to keep Legends on the TV because this works. I believe that is Vince's mentality. Don't know for a fact. I'm not a reporter. I don't have any inside information, none of that stuff. Just with these two eyes, sees each week. Nothing changes. And also, don't forget, they did go up against the national championship game, Ohio State against Alabama. But that was over by halftime, so probably should have had some TVs click in, not out of your programming. AEW Dynamite. They went up from 662 to 762, about 100,000 viewer jump. 
And NXT actually went down from 641 to 551. Remember, the week before, that was when the rioting at the Capitol was happening. That was two weeks ago. This week, the impeachment was happening. So it did take away a little bit. Um, NXT was showcasing the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. They had the Undisputed Era teaming up in that. Whereas they were going against Darby Allen against Brian Cage for the TNT Championship. That was the main event of the Dynamite card. NXT had, had its moments. It, it, it doesn't capture me the way AEW does. And maybe it's because AEW is doing things a little differently. And I'm so, I've seen WWE over and over and over again. That when AEW does something, it's like, oh, oh that, that's that's something that's something different. And maybe maybe that's what it is. It's the shiny new toy. Been around a little over a year now. But when you watch what they're doing, the way they're collaborating with other promotions, Impact Wrestling, which tonight, the Hard to Kill pay-per-view, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, this week, they continued that on their program. It was supposed to be, I believe, uh, the Elite, Omega, and the Bucks in a six-man tag. Don Kyle says, hey, we'll see you in the ring. They go to the ring, and Don Kyle introduces the Good Brothers. And then now there's things going around the Internet. And, and again, kudos to those of you that can – Go through and, and see these things. The tights the week before kind of matched the elite with Omega and the Good Brothers. This week kind of matched Moxley's uh, Moxley's tights. Here's the thing. The Lucha Brothers were the ones that hit the Young Bucks. That was to, I believe, start that feud a little bit there. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with the Young Bucks. But the one thing they didn't do, they didn't tip their cap either way. The Young Bucks didn't attack Moxley. The Young Bucks didn't shun Omega and the Good Brothers. So you still don't know which way they're going with it. This is somewhat, I think it's a little different. With WWE, you usually can see a tip of the cap one way or the other. Whether they're going to ultimately totally flip it, eh, that, that might happen. But overall, on Wednesday, to me, AEW right now is winning that. If you want to call it a war, that's fine. But to me, it's two programmings. I get to watch good pro wrestling on both. SmackDown last night, to me, was the show of the week. The Roman Reigns, Adam Pierce. I thought you could have waited a little longer maybe to pull that and bring Kevin Owens back maybe next week leading into the pay-per-view. Or actually, is it next week leading to the pay-per-view or the week after? I think the pay-per-view is the 31st, so it would have been the week after. I think you could have built this up a couple more weeks. But now Kevin Owens will face Roman Reigns, last man standing. Shinsuke. Being pushed as a babyface. Cesaro, not sure where he's going to fall. 
Daniel Bryan pushing all the talent to the moon. Bailey doing her thing with the ding dong hello show now that she's got going there to talk show. A little all over the place, but perfect to me. It fits the bubbly Bailey gimmick. Sasha Banks making the title mean something. Carmella in the mix. SmackDown in that two hours keeps me invested. Is three hours on Raw too long? Maybe they put it to two and they can compact it a little bit. Would it change things? Hmm. Remains to be seen. When we come back, Crosstalk with David Dork, Turpin to Cats Radio, right here onsideradio.com. Don't forget, Heat NBA fans, catch Ira Windeman here exclusively at onsideradio.com with our Acura Pembroke Pines Miami Heat reports. Catch Ira throughout the week at onsideradio.com. And when news breaks, basketball fans know Onside Radio is the place you get the insight you need. Join the Inter-Miami family in 2021 by becoming a 2021 season ticket member. Enjoy enhanced access benefits and pricing not available to general fans. Visit intermiamicf.com slash tickets for more information. Come back to the Squared Circle Digest to call the show 888-441-4623. That's 888-441-4623. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. Sean Stanley bringing you back in for the final time here this morning. You catch the show every Saturday starting at 9 a.m. right here on SideRadio.com. David Dwork, Turbin the Cat's coming up next. He's going to join me here in a moment, but don't forget also locally there is a show here in South Florida, Gangrel's, Gangrel's Wrestling Asylum. Sorry, Today, 4 p.m., there's a 3 p.m. pre-show. that Actually, it is sold out, the show is, but check out their Facebook page. Sometimes they do. Have the shows live. I'm not sure they did change facilities, so I don't know if they still have that access. They're here in Hollywood, Florida, right up the road, heading south a little bit. And check it out at the Gangrel Wrestling Asylum Facebook page or the GWA Facebook page. That's happening here locally. And now we bring in David Dork, Turbine to Catch Radio. It's coming up next. David, it's almost here. I can I can almost feel the freezing ice at my feet. Yes. The Panthers. The puck will drop tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, finally, finally. Now, are there players? Are the players like they've only played each other, right? Because there's been no preseason this season. So all they've been doing is the what they have two scrimmages. I yeah. believe you covered. Are they they chomping at the bit when yeah. you talk to them? Oh, big time. The and the coach. Everybody's just dying because it's not just that you're getting ready for the season now. It's not just training camp and. You know, the scrimmage is the internal team. Now, on top of all that, you're watching the entire rest of the <laughs> league on TV doing their thing. It's been three days mm-hmm. now. So, I, I mean, just covering it, I'm dying for opening night. I'm sure these guys are going crazy. Like, they're ready to go tomorrow. Yeah, and I'm sure there's probably been the, the jokes made out there. This is probably the first time the Panthers don't have games in hand. No, that's <laughs> absolutely been the joke. Uh, they start the season with games in hand, which is, yeah. like, so Panthers. Like, yeah. they haven't even played a game yet. And it's like, oh, all right, they got two in hand. This is just – it's South Florida. Setting up for that playoff run. Here we go. Here we go. Now, uh, we were talking a minute ago, right now, some high-scoring games. How, how do you see the season starting for the Panthers? You've had some chances to watch them at scrimmages. Do you think they're going to be better offensively or defensively? Which way do you think they're, they're looking? 
Uh, I'm curious to see how, how the defense comes around because they, they, a lot of the players they added in the offseason were to kind of shore up them defensively and make them a little bit more of a responsible two-way team. The offense, just by looking around the league, you got to say, well, the offense is going to be okay because the, the high scoring has just been apparent you know, from north of the border, across the country. So uh, I think the Panthers are set up better for this kind of a start because they paid so much attention and put so much of an emphasis on the defensive side of the game. Uh, they've got plenty of offense, even with losing guys like Mike Hoffman and Evgeny Dadnov. You've added plenty. They're deeper than I think they've been in a really long time. Uh, so I think they're set up pretty well. I, I just want to see them finally get going. Yep. And Bob has made a, a visual return, right? Has he been back on the ice at all yes. yet? Yes, he's practiced uh, once officially. He was there what, Wednesday or Friday. No, sorry. He was there Wednesday. Can't, they had a day off Thursday, but he practiced on his own, supposedly. Then uh, they were out there again yesterday. He's out there again today. Uh, he's not playing tomorrow. I don't think he's eligible eligible to play because he was placed on the uh, non-injury list. Mm-hmm. So I think that anybody put on that list has to sit out a week. Uh, actually, the head coach was going to clear up uh, if Bob was going to be eligible for game two or three today. Um, he said Q uh, alluded yesterday that Chris Dreger is going to start game one. He was asked flat out, is Dreger starting? And he was like, ah, you're on the right track, but I'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> so, you know. Um, but Bob looks really good. Like, awesome. He looks sharp, good. ready to roll. Good, good, yes. That's what we need—a sharp Bob. Yes. Last season, not so sharp. Oh, if Bob plays the way that you know you expected him to play when you signed him to that 10, 10 or ten million a year, seven-year deal, <laughs> then the Panthers are going to be set. Yes. He is David Dork, Trevor Cats Radio. It's coming up next. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, Alex. Thanks for running the board here today. I think I'll have you again here next week. And until then, Sean Stanley saying so long. Listening to the flagship station of Inter Miami CF, OnsideRadio.com. Follow us on social media at OnsideRadio.